0: Don't worry, I'm not going to hurt you. <coughs> and welcome to our biannual annual episode of Kiki and the Geek.
1: <laughs> the it only feels-
0: thing I'm going uh, to... Yeah. I, well, well, part of what I we'll wanted to talk about is one of the reasons why it's taken us a while to get some episodes in. Because we've had, well at least I've had some interesting developments in the life. <sighs> And since I don't know how many of the people who listen to the podcast have gone and stumbled across the YouTube page, which is now no longer Kinky and the Geek YouTube. It's now called the Famous Bar. Trying to see if a more family-friendly name might help get it moved around. Yeah.
1: yeah, Yeah. had some good results on the last
0: video. I wonder how many of that was like most of our friends watching it though because it was a very it's not go too too teal deer or too long didn't read Uh, I got diagnosed at the same time with both hypertension and diabetes and I don't know how many of you are out there that have either one of them or remember and do remember being it kind of kicks you in the dick Mm -hmm. And not in a good way for some of you. I'm on a fistful of pills on a daily basis. I'm pricking my fingers uh, twice a day, having to take my blood pressure a lot. Uh, So far, so good. Um, Mm -hmm. The hypertension is... It's, It's getting better. It's getting better. Uh... It'll be interesting the next time I talk to the doctor and what she thinks. I do need to go get vampired again because she does want to see my A1C, A1c levels, A1. levels because on the diabetic side, it seems I've taken very well to the two medicines that I'm on. Yeah. Uh, and my blood hasn't been... Well, let's put it this way. My A1C was at an 11.5, I think, which is well over... Yeah. The range of six or seven, they kind of want you to be in. I mean, even seven's a little high. And my blood sugar, I want to say my glucose was like three something when they when they took the the battery of tests they did because basically, give it a little 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 bit backdoor. I hurt myself at work, and instead of going to the workman's comp. I went to my healthcare, the healthcare provider I get through work, which is Kaiser. Uh, I, I mentioned their names because I, I, they've been taking very good care of me. Um, I mean, they take so good care of me that when the web slave went on to uh, the government healthcare thing, she's sending that money to Kaiser because yeah. of that. She'll probably be on some of the same medicine I am in the next couple I, of days or so.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. I go next, next week for yes. my start my battery of tests and finally get back on the road that I was on at one point.
0: Right. And then dropped off of. Right. Because it's okay.
1: I feel fine. <sighs>
0: It's amazing how you, you, you know, you feel fine, you feel fine, you feel fine, and then you find out that you don't feel fine, and it's like, oh yeah, I don't feel fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, basically I got through triage. At, cause I, you know, I don't know how many people have gone through workman's comp stuff, but usually that kind of stuff takes forever and, and ever, and it's a pain in the butt. So I just wanted to go through and do it, but when Kaiser told me, that because it happened at work, I would have to pay everything out of pocket. That's when i go, okay. But the great thing is, is the, the, the triage nurse saw how high my blood pressure was and put the ball in motion to do something about it. Unlike the last couple of times I've gone to the urgent care for my knee and my uh, when I've gotten bronchitis and all mm-hmm. this,
1: but they would say something about it and then do nothing.
0: Well, yeah, they wouldn't say, "Hey, you need to, you, you need," or because they, the she basically called in a doctor. The doctor said, "Yeah, your blood pressure is way too high. We're setting you an appointment for next week. You need to go do this." And it's like, "Yeah, okay, I go do this." Yeah, that's the work in progress. Uh, I, and honestly, once I've gotten back on the blood pressure pills, I've been feeling fine. Been getting horny a lot. Not when you're around. <laughs> It's always that way. Well, our schedules are weird. Yeah, Mm. I mean, uh, ever since because I also got a new position at work, basically, guess say office manager kind of thing. If you do that in retail, but that's kind of what it is. Mm -hmm. Not to go into too much detail. So now I'm, you know, I have times where I have to be at work at seven in the morning. Mm -hmm. You know, or and then of course with retail. I still had being full time I have to do several nights yeah you know it's just the way it is but and on top of all that I've got to go into a stress test next week to make sure that my heart's good enough for uh exercising I'm hoping so and that was something I think I said to one of our friends when I talked about being horny and you know and Mm -hmm. it's like this is just on the BP medicine. Can you imagine what it's going to be like when I'm starting to exercise again? Because <laughs> we're back on the four-hour body. I could tell I'm losing size, but I'm not really losing weight. Uh, I'm still in the same weight area, yeah. but Gosh, my clothing—my clothing, my clothing is—you f- 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 know, there's some stuff like
1: I'm seeing some physical differences. When yeah, you've got your shirt off. I can tell. So you know,
0: like I've got two suits that were. I bought when I was bigger. They're 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 both of them are 62 longs. Well, they're they're longs because I'm not a, I'm not a regular and I'm not a long, so they have to basically take a long and cut me down. But I wore we made a trek to see our kitty uh, up to Chattanooga mm-hmm. and that was my birthday weekend and we decided to go to uh one of, the, one of the Italian restaurants we do have here, but I don't know where they... Well, you know what? Snellville. Yeah. I bet you there's still a Provinos in Snellville. Yeah,
1: but I you don't
0: know. Uh, it's, a, it's a restaurant we like. All, I mean, not only is the food really good, and there's a, a, a diet-friendly dish when you're doing four-hour bodies, which is extremely yummy for me. Parmesan. They said they're sausage, sausage. sausage parmesan. They just put the noodles on the side and you can tell them not to bring you out the noodles. Um, but it's really good. But I, we decided we were going to dress up. And I still find it hilarious. And this is a side note to the, the suit. So when I took the suit with me I was doing, basically it's a black pinstripe soup. Soup? Yes, I would like the black pinstripe soup. soup. <laughs> yes. um, it's a black pinstripe suit. And I was going to do a black uh, shirt with a red and black paisley tie, which is one of my favorite ties. And it seems I grabbed the wrong one, and I was wearing a priest shirt, so I just basically wore it as like a mandarin collared shirt. It just didn't have the white, the white part to show, hey, you're a priest. <laughs> which I think has become a new fetish of mine: is the priest outfit ever since. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Ever hey. since Halloween and seeing me in the suit and the, and the priest out, you know, because I dressed up as a priest and you were the little demon girl. Mm-hmm. I, man, I look hot. You do. And I don't normally say that to my pictures. <laughs> um, but then I decided to wear it to work, too. And oh my God, even with suspenders, I had to deal with the pants not fitting right. They kept, I mean, the suspender, all the suspenders to do were pulling me up and making me look like Urkel. I had high water pants on most of the time.
1: Pants are too big.
0: Yes, so the pants are too big, so I need to go get those altered so I can wear the suit a little bit longer. But yeah, that it's so it's going good on that on that front. I think the being on diuretic is helping, being on the on the glucose my and like I uh, I think I, my first two days I had blood readings. The one was like two thirty, the other one was two o eight, and ever since then I haven't had a reading over one eighty. So. Hopefully we will do that with with this web slave too, with Hopefully. the bunny. We'll see. Well, yours is a little more. I think is a little more dealing with because you have a a pre pre-con- existing condition that fucks with your.
1: Yeah. Fucks with everything.
0: Pretty much. But. Anyway. Yeah. So now the uh stuff has calmed down we like i said we did some traveling we would like to give a shout out to um rooms room room to uh, home to suite home sweet basically we're going through a site i went through hotel.com and rankin i think is the name of the thing we'll have her put the the, the thing in the notes just saying Which is one of those sites where if you go through them, they'll give you cash back. Which I got my first check on the way. Nice. Um, Also, the pants I bought today, they're part of it, and I'm getting 20 cents off those pants. I'm getting 20 cents (laughs) back back on those pants, baby. (laughs) Hey, when you're a fat fucker, anything that helps you get (laughs) cheaper clothing will work. But they were great rooms. It was a quiet hotel, the staff was very nice. Um, the only reason we're not using them the next time we're going up is because I guess because of where it is in the season, they've um, they've a hundred dollars upped on their price yeah. for, for a room. It's like, oh, I love it, but that's a little more than I want to spend for a hotel room right now. But it was great to get out of town. Um, it was our
1: first time out since a year
0: over a year because our last time out of town was chattacon 2020 that jane that end of january yeah, january so yeah because that was the last con we went to
1: yeah it was with
0: chattacon before everything kind of hit the fan all right shades of need coffee uh sparkling water the one thing that is cut my sugar my uh soda craving down yeah
1: so we got out of town for the first time in over a year and it felt Glorious to be on the road.
0: Yep. It really did. Didn't get to do much because, unfortunately, our kitty is has just got done with a...
1: I call major surgery. Major
0: surgery. She basically found a lump in her breasts. Her extremely massive breasts. Because I think they had to... It was because she went and got a mammogram, they found it because... Did you know how big she was? No, I don't. No, exactly. Let's just say she had very large tracts of land, as the <laughs> Python boys would say. Yeah. And uh, had just had a double, mastect- total mastectomy. Mm-hmm. I was still dealing with that, so her spoons would run out very quickly. But, but we still got to spend a lot of time. She she took us to, to some very nice restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, we found one that was a Vietnamese Korean. Was good. Fusion that actually had kimchi fried rice and oh my god that was fantastic.
1: My first pho in like a year.
0: We tried our first Brazilian steakhouse. Oof, very good. Very good. And honestly, it was worth the price because I want to say okay. it was twenty. It was twenty six and change a person for a brunch. Mm-hmm. The only thing you didn't get was the seafood, but I mean it's twenty six bucks for all the meat you can eat. A
1: Salad bar, the salad, bar, salad yeah, bar, yeah, soup
0: salad yeah. bar that was good. Tried a quail egg for the first time. Delicious. Yeah, didn't really taste like, but it just basically tastes like an egg, egg with, a, with a with a with a slight tinge of game.
1: Slight, but it was good. I mm-hmm. I, I very
0: much liked it. Of course, they had olives on it, so we ate the shit out of. <laughs> <laughs> we love us some olives. Oh yes. But got to drive around a little bit more of Chattanooga that we didn't normally do.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: got to see where the kitty lives and met her kitties and. Just had a great time just being the fuck out of town. Yeah. Didn't remember to
1: bring my own pillow next time, though. Yeah. Hotel pillows are never.
0: No, and I'm a pillow hog. Because <laughs> I usually want more pillows than you do. But yeah. I should have brought uh, Fluffy. Not Fluffy, uh, Squishy.
1: Yeah, I should have brought Squishy, but I didn't think to grab Squishy. I will be bringing Squishy next time.
0: Actually. Oh, I should have written this down because I've had an idea and this is basically comes from sitting at work now doing the, the doing the office work mine doesn't always even though I'm doing yeah I stop doing I'm doing stuff I still have ideas that hit me and one of the things I would love to do at some point if we ever get to that point is interview people mm-hmm. especially if we see meet them con or stuff and one of the other things that has kept us from doing recordings has been wrestling <laughs> <laughs> and not just wrestling, not just wrestling, but a E W yeah. all elite wrestling, uh, which is a fairly new, I want to say they're in their second full year. Cause I want to say that was the set. They just got done with their second double or nothing pay-per-view, which was their first, the name of their first pay-per-view. Uh-huh. This is the thing that figured out one of the reasons why they're at the Jacksonville area. If I'm hearing right, the, co-own- one of the co-owners the co of AEW uh-huh. is the son of the guy who owns the... the Oh. The You remember the little cutout that they? Oh,
1: that ah. was the owner of
0: that was the owner of Jacksonville. And if anybody has seen the owner, he's a man of Arab descent. I'm not sure where, but the thing he's got is he's got this massive mustache, a glorious mustache, and that was a cutout of him. And then they've talked about in some of the, the other wrestling stuff I've watched, like what a culture mm-hmm. wrestling, and I think it was WrestleHolic. But they've mentioned the names, and yeah, I want to say the son of the owner of the Jaguar of, of Jacksonville Jaguars is the co is is co owner of AEW, and that's where they've been doing their pandemic stuff from has been outside. Of the Jacksonville Arena. In fact, in the last pay-per-view, they actually had a battle throughout. Mm -hmm. A... This is what they're calling a cinematic wrestling thing. This is basically... I want to say a lot of what we saw was pre-taped. Ah. And then they make it back to the ring to finish it up. Okay. It seems that's the stuff that kind of Sting's been involved with, because he's part of AEW. He's been... Involved in some of the more cinematic stuff, but Double Double or Nothing was his first in-ring wrestling live in front of a crowd. I say it
1: was like in six years. Yeah, they were saying. I think they were
0: saying. It. But the thing, what it is, is they've really been using YouTube. They have like four solid hours of free wrestling on YouTube every week. Every week. And it's, you know, a lot of it kind of has that feeling of old WWF superstars, which mm-hmm. was their syndicated broadcast, you know, it would be something that would be shown on like Saturday morning or Sunday morning television. And it would be like some, some would be like replays of other things, but then you would be like a major guy versus, you know, nameless jobber whose job is to basically get the shit kicked out of them. And that's got some of that where, but at least the, the, like the, the stars are trying to push against newer, newer people who are basically, they're getting their, breaking their teeth in on being jobbers. Um, but they've had some really good matches even between like the people they're pushing. Their Mm -hmm. women's division is fantastic. Uh-huh. and they you and they, unlike wwe just who may have a match maybe two in like a raw or smackdown
1: it's like almost uh, every other match is women as well and right i love it they, they're because they're five talented.
0: or six wrestling. yeah and they're, they're talented they've got different kinds of of women you've got the ones that have got like the the native beast, who is like the big burly, mm-hmm. you know, uh, woman that's coming through and mowing through everybody, and then they have the high flyers and the technical ones, and they've got women from from Mexico and Japan and all over the United States. It's just, yeah. But that's the way the roster is. They've got some great luchadors that have come in. That... One of the things I've really enjoyed is the factions.
1: Yeah. Where
0: they've got different factions fighting each other and there's no real crossover between it's like one faction is fighting another faction and they ain't got nothing to do with anybody
1: Not really, yeah. Yeah,
0: um and they've had some really good, you know, stuff with that. But the with that one of the things I had talked about and this is where I'm springing the <laughs> on you so okay so it's more like a conversation between us and not just talking at the fuzzy thing in front of us right i thought it would be interesting especially if we ever get to to interview wrestlers having a group of questions basically i don't know how Hmm. many i have so far in my head but calling it like the 10 count
1: hmm
0: Okay. And it's basically quick questions. Like, uh, let's see if I can if you think of some. that I'll, I'm going to use them. You are going to answer them. Okay. Okay. Uh, one was, and I need to write these down, but I'm not going to worry about this right now, but I'm going to have you help me remember this. Okay. First one. Favorite specialty match stipulation. Mm. Now, you know, I'm not talking just, and this is more than just, Tag team match, single match. This is like, uh, you know, a specialty, and I will say like Hell and Cell, or Bull Rope, or something. It's something like that. Something that takes the regular match and takes it to another, to it makes it a different match.
1: Hmm. That's a ooh. There's so many of them. <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, you really did spring this on
0: me. Yeah, no, this is this is because this uh, you're yeah. gonna help me. You're gonna help me flesh this out. Is basically what you're doing.
1: Honestly, I do love a good bull rope bull rope match.
0: The bull rope. I man. don't
1: see the get to see them very often, but I do like them.
0: Well, unfortunately, I think it's one of those things, especially since with like the WCW has pretty much outlawed color. Yeah. And by color, if anybody doesn't know, that means you can't bleed. In fact, they get fined really bad if they bleed. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see that because stuff like a bull rope match or a dog collar match or anything that involves you know basically two guys being attached to each other by something, there's usually ten- tends to be blood. Yeah. Um, yeah, my two were because um, I had mine are tied. One is any kind of like chain bull rope kind of match. Uh, the other one that tagged was uh, was a loser leave town match. Oh yeah. Because you get you can get stuff like the over the top silly when um back in the day when Dusty Rhodes and Magnum TA lost to the Four Horsemen and had to leave town, they came back as the Long Riders. Now I have to check to make sure that's what they were called, but it was basically Magnum and Dusty wearing luchador masks, or basically just wrestling masks. Uh, I remember know, this. Um, and cowboy hats and dusters, and it was like you knew it was Dusty, but of course because he's wearing a mask, you can't be sure, sure it's, it's Dusty. dusty. <laughs> and then the other one that was very famous back in the day was uh, in in the um, uh, what's Alabama wrestling. And in the Armstrong family. Bullet their their uh, their father, Bob Armstrong, lost one of these matches. But all of a sudden a family friend called the Bullet mm-hmm. came into town and that was to help out. And you know, so you get that's the, the funny thing about the loser leave town matches because you get stupid things like that. Okay, or, or fun fun stupid so, things yeah. like that. Okay. Question number two. Worst specialty match stipulation. Hated. I think you may know mine already. Three way? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Everyone ranks up there with me too. Sometimes they can be good matches, but mo- a lot of times it just sort of muddles things.
0: You you're basically making my point, but let's go on with, with yours. What's yours?
1: is <laughs> the three way honestly. The
0: yeah um, honestly it, yeah because one it just seems like you're just throwing more in the mix than it really needs to be to make a good match and it really seems shitty to have a a, a champion loses yeah. belt to and he's not losing the belt yeah because in mo- I think almost all three ways
1: if there's a Champ, if there's a belt up for it, the the other two guys, you know, can could tag
0: be, it. Yeah, they, they could they you know yeah the two guys that don't have the belt could pin one another and win the belt, and the champion is just shit out shit of luck. luck. Yeah. So that's one. Okay. Uh, another one was favorite uh, wrestling belt, and this is looks wise. Your looks favorite wise. looking.
1: See, the thing is, I've never really.
0: You don't really pay attention to the belts,
1: not that much, no. But I'm thinking on it. I used to like the hardcore belt though. Okay, I did. I kind of liked the look of that one. It was, it was odd. It
0: was right. Yeah, yeah. I was distressed, and and
1: I think it had like the the caution tape on it. Yeah, and, yeah. It was
0: basically broken and taped back together, and it kind of fit what they were trying to do. It was just something different. And that was another fun stipulation. Oh, was hardcore, when, yeah. When they, when they did the, uh, well, no, not the hardcore, but the 24-hour rule. Oh! I forgot who, who started that, but basically the hardcore belt had a 24-7 rule to where you could basically be attacked anywhere...
1: Anywhere Anywhere anytime. and every
0: time. And of course there was always a referee around when this happens. <laughs> but <laughs> again of course there over is. the top silly but fun. Yeah. And that's what I want in my wrestling. Okay. Then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask you well because the 'cause the second one would be like ugliest belt in your Yeah, I I just I don't
1: really I pay more attention to who has the belt than the actual look of the belt itself.
0: Right, but yeah. Um, well, I should say my favorite, um, at least looking wise, and we have one mm-hmm. is the uh, the the winged eagle is what it's called, which was the belt that Hogan carried after WrestleMania three, and that went through almost. I mean, it's got one of those things to. Everybody who carried that sucker is someone,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, I mean, we're talking Hall of Famers, you know, through and through, you know, you started seeing some of the new people, but it was like towards the end of the run. I mean, like, you know, Austin had it. The Rock had it. Oh, uh, uh, Shawn Michaels has had it. You know, this was, you know,
1: prestigious belt,
0: a very prestigious belt. And on top of that, it is also known as the threesome belt, thanks to How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> um, and the one I think is I, I did not like the look of. And there are some older ones that are just outright horrendous. And you can't really count those. Didn't like the diva belt. Yeah. I think the diva belt, I, well, I didn't like the idea of...
1: That was the butterfly belt one. Yeah, the pink and
0: butterfly and and jeweled and But I didn't I never really embraced the idea of changing the women's division into the diva division to begin with. Yeah. It took something away from the female wrestlers, but then again didn't seem to see a whole lot of female wrestling even yeah. I mean it, I mean, and the sad thing is is you. that was one of the things that pushed the WWF forward was the fact that Cyndi Lauper got involved with Wendy Richter and her uh, attempt to go after the Fabulous Moolah because the Fabulous mm-hmm. Moolah held that belt for decades
1: Mm-hmm.
0: before the first... And it was one of the things that got the whole rock and wrestling thing going, which then kind of pushed Wrestlemania. The, yeah. You know, the very first Wrestlemania. And they really didn't do much with the women's division. And then because there wasn't... It seemed to be a whole lot of female wrestlers. They all seemed to be managers at the time, or or, or, or valets. valets, depending on, you know. yeah, Um Which... Manager valet thing is, is a is a has a a, a wonderful tradition in wrestling. Oh, yes. Then the one the women's did start wrestling. You got to see more, but it just became like, let's put them in bras and panties and slap each other. And yeah. At the time, that was it. But you know, and and the WWE has really not done well with the and 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 to see. And I can't really just look at the women because there was a time where the WWE was throwing money uh, at wrestlers and taking them from good, good and great wrestlers from smaller places throwing money at them and then you end up with shit like the red rooster which is what they did to terry, terry taylor
1: yeah
0: and um they made hacksaw jim duggan uh, a joke mm-hmm. i mean again he was fun to watch but he wasn't nearly as good as what he was one in some of the independent you know not independent but some the, of the other yeah, the other yeah. uh territories I mean, maybe the WWE just destroyed the territory situation, they did. To, to, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, There's whole stories to that. Right.
0: But they were doing that anyway, you know. Um, but they would waste talents. I mean, they're, they're still doing that. I mean, look at everybody they just recently dropped. Yeah, you well,
1: know, sometimes I think that was because they were trying to kill the other territories. You get all their good talent, and you don't have to do anything with it because you have it.
0: Right, huh? But anyway, okay. Let me let me take a sip. No,
1: sorry. It's just
0: yeah. We're not we're not turning this into a wrestling podcast, but it is something that we're we've both we're been passionate much. about. I used mm-hmm. to watch it with my grandfather back in the day. I've been watching it. You have your own history <laughs> with it.
1: Sneaking into rooms and getting to watch it with my uncle. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> know he was a bad influence on me sometimes. But, that was, but you know what? I'm happy for it now.
0: And it was like one of the few times at Frolicon we've dressed up for a theme for a, a Jonestown yes. party because he did a wrestling thing and, and we both, we did we came in, she was the heartbreak kid <laughs> in the, uh, you know, basically circa circa the, uh, the height D-Generation, of yeah, the wow. Heidi D-X, and I was doing my tribute to Rowdy Roddy Piper. It was just, it, I mean, it's, it's fun. It's... It is part of what we, you know, it's the geek part of us. Mm -hmm. So there's that. There's all that. But now we've had some interesting sex stuff and finally found a decent place for some sex news. And I've had some fall in my lap. Uh, What's the one? Oh, the one thing that we're going to talk about here personal wise is uh, is pegging. Well, I think I've I've told you this. Mm. just recently just so you would know and i don't know what it is but there are certain times where i get past especially getting oral sex there have been times where i reach a point of wanting to have basically be fucked in the ass that's the best way to say it Mm. and not by a man you know but Mm. you know to try pegging now i have had a finger put up my butt um, I've tried putting some stuff up my butt, and every time that's happened, I've been extremely indifferent to it. It didn't feel good. It didn't feel bad. I felt like I needed to poop. <laughs> um, I've had a finger up my butt during you know, a prostate exam. Just felt like I needed to poop, and the guy's finger was trying to come out my penis. <laughs> uh, that didn't get hard. It just felt like he was trying yeah, to come was... through like a rubber glove. You was going to start doing a puppet show with my penis. Yeah. Well, with the kitty, I've had, you know, had it happen. And then we've, you know, I'm figuring, okay, she has men, she does, you know, she has a, a, mm-hmm. a dom side and she has some guys that sub for her. And I figured, well, if anybody that knew how to do this correctly and maybe Be find her. Right. You know, I think, you know. The, the one girlfriend that did it just kind of put a, you know, didn't really know what she was doing. It was just put a finger up my ass. Well, okay, take the finger out of my ass. I got to poop now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. So we finally got to the point where she got a toy small enough for someone who's never really done, you know, much up there to begin with. And she did it again. No. No. Mm-mm. I think I'm going to try it one more time because I don't know if she got me warmed up enough. To that point, but honestly, no.
1: It's not for everybody. No,
0: it just yeah. I mean, I can understand why it would be pleasurable, but I just yeah, just don't want anything, but.
1: <laughs> and then, I, then there's me. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, there's not such thing as a wrong hole except for maybe sounding, because women's can women's can be sounded too.
1: Oh, I well aware not really interested yeah feels sounds too much like a medical procedure to me
0: well it's medical play and people do get into that so i guess I mean, and, that's, and that's and, and, part of it yeah i mean you
1: know and, and as i've said many times you know that kink's fine over there not my yeah, thing
0: right i mean there's an entire i want to say 1763 has an entire medical room i think so yeah I don't remember the one time I went there where they were doing one of the first. The first time I went there where they were doing the Stations of the Cross mm-hmm. day, you couldn't even get in that room mm-hmm. because it was so crowded. Yeah. Okay. Now, since we've gotten all the personal stuff out of the way, <laughs> we have sex news. Mm-hmm. Insert sounder here. Not really. Uh, no. <laughs> I love how she shot that one down quick. Yeah,
1: there are two things. There are just hard absolute no's.
0: Okay. That, and fisting. So no sounders and no fisting. Okay, so no so, no extra music in here, folks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I meant by sounder, not sounding sounder. Oh. Well, Basically maybe. a d de- d de- d de- d de- d de- d you know sex. Oh dude. okay yeah. sorry.
1: Well I mean we just talk, yeah anyway, moving
0: along. Moving right along, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, we're gonna get tagged, even for this song stuff. Okay, this one, and again, I've done this because uh, the bunny uh, doesn't know, this one I got off of um, The Adam Carolla Show. This was one of Gina's new no- news bits. Oh, okay. And I found it on the New York Post. Danish journalist has sex during interview for Segment on Swingers Club. Okay. Well, okay. One radio reporter went all the way to get a scoop on swingers clubs near Copenhagen when she had sex with a man she was interviewing. Louise Fletcher. I'm not sure if that's the way you pronounce it being Danish, but... And that's It'll also work. the name of the woman who played Space Karen on Deep Space Nine, mm. Akai. Yeah. Uh, can be heard moaning during uh, during an on-air re- uh, recorded intercourse, part of a two-minute segment aired on Radio 4 in Denmark. I don't have a, quote, I don't have a boyfriend. That m- definitely made it a lot easier, Fleischer told German publication Bild. Or Bild! Bild! <laughs> B I L D. Just BEED Yes. According uh, to translation by the Daily Mail. My mother thinks it's funny and laughs. My father thought it was really cool. Bullshit.
1: Yeah, really? Yeah. I mean, either you've got some of the coolest parents in the world.
0: Yeah, no father wants to listen to their daughter get railed on radio. No, no father wants to hear his daughter get railed ever. Yeah, yeah period. The X-rated segment focused on reopening of swingers club, a swingers club named Swingland in IShow. after the lifting of COVID-19 restriction. We discussed the interview to her unorthodox her reactions to her unorthodox inter, um, interview style. There's a picture of the okay. of the reporter. Uh, most of them were very positive. They thought it was uh, very positive. They thought it would. Well, it was brave and cool, she reportedly she reporting, said. Uh, others think I've crossed the line in journalism. A Thursday tweet from Radio 4 linked the segment. Warning, it gets hot and wet for both a reporter and guest, the tweet stated. At one point during the segment... Full of sounds of bodies slapping, and which they did play this on the uh, on the Adam Carolla show. So yes, it's these, it's full on sex. The journalist asked the man she's having sex with if he can tell her what he's seeing, and he responds, "A delicious woman." Uh, the uh, the English language Copenhagen Post reported. Uh, it hadn't been planned ahead uh, of the report to participate in the club. The report say, uh, Radio Force head of news told BT that the station approved the move. I feel like I just think it's cool when a reporter can to make stories, uh, try to make the stories in different ways. She said, mm-hmm. and that's that's the end of it. So yeah, so a female a female reporter basically went and railed to do. While she interviewed yeah, him. While, while she interviewed him. Okay. I'm just thinking that if she could still do the recording, you know, we could still interview is it yeah. sex really that good, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Well, it's mean, going through my head, but Although she know. was the one moaning, so. So maybe. Must have been fairly good. That's a weird, that's weird dirty talk, or a weird sex talk.
1: <laughs> I guess so. Oh, goodness.
0: So, on to the next one. From the U.S. Uh, U.S. World and New, New News Report. So this is this is much better. Well this one I haven't even read all the way yet. It's on myself, so myself. Summer of Love groups stress safe sex as pandemic wears on. Brighter future future looms. Americans are lusting for a return to normal life, but seizing the the sexual moment could come should come with caution. Last summer, the COVID uh, destroyers took Fire Island. A thin sliver of land off the south shore of of New York's Long Island is known for its beaches, resorts, and thriving gay scene, which comes alive in the summer times with parties, performances, and yes, sex. Adults having sex. Um, For years, HIV-AIDS prevention organization DMHC, along with the local entertainment promoters, have headed to the beaches to hand out condoms and information on safe sex with a non-judgmental and sex-positive approach. But in 2020, they they decided to change things up a little. The group worked with drag queens and go-go dancers to greet people as they arrive not just with safe sex information, but also face masks, hand sanitizers, that's not good for lube, and it's encouragement good. to partygoers to protect themselves against COVID 19.
1: It's not for lube. Are you, you sure? It's use used for cleaning up your hand after preparing for anal.
0: Oh, okay. What? She's telling on herself. What? 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 How many times have I come home where you've had a butt
1: plug in your butt? <laughs> I think I already admitted to that earlier in the cast. Uh,
0: <laughs> the response was actually tremendous, said uh, Lynetta Ford, Senior Vice President of Programming and Prevention Services at GMHC, uh, which is, is based in New York City. So much so, she says, that the advocates dubbed COVID, the, the COVID Destroyers received $100,000 in funding from the Jasmine Pharmaceutical, Janssen Pharmaceuticals uh, to return to Fire Island this year. The money also goes towards a number of other incentives, such as town halls on the way COVID has impacted people's lives. Kept us in the house, and we couldn't go anywhere, and we cried. The end. Hmm. The effort is part of a focus by some groups to promote safe sex during the pandemic, a goal that may take on additional urgencies as the country moves towards more uh, vaccines, more COVID nineteen immunity, and a potential summer of love. That is not, and the way I say that is because that's uh, it's, that's it's, actually something that has been coming up. Uh, At this point, we're 12 months into the pandemic. So many people are craving and have been craving close contact, says Susan uh, Gilbert, co-director of the National Coalition for Sexual Health. So that's what that means, the acronym. Mm. Uh, So our goal is to give people guidance. Over there. (laughs) Yes, we're being flippant because we can (laughs) <laughs> uh, though perhaps tempered by a recent rise in cases, there has been some cautiously hopeful signs that better days could be ahead. President Joe Biden, in a television speech earlier this month, month after he was creepy to young girls, told the American people that they should take dire- <laughs> directing, um, would be directing states to make all adults eligible for vaccines by May first. So this is an older article that must have popped up, and that it's possible for things may be closer to normal by July fourth. This seems to be the the gate everybody seems to be running towards. July fourth. Is July fourth. Though vaccine administrations and migration uh, strategies are still key, or mitigation. Sorry, mitigation strategies are still key. This week, Biden said that most adults be eligible for a vaccine even earlier, but call on states and local leaders to maintain and reinstate mask mandates. Yeah. Uh, if we do our part, if we do this together by July 4th, there should be... It would be a good good chance... Sorry, the, the thing shifted on me. Mm. Uh, if we do our part, if we do this together by July 4th, there is good chance that you, your families and friends, will be able to get together in the backyard, or in your neighborhood, and have a cookout and a barbecue and celebrate Independence Day. Biden said this in his March 11th remarks. That doesn't mean large events with large people together, but it does mean small groups that are able to get together. The notion of the brighter future caught fire on social media, unleashing hopes that Americans, Americans, many hungry for physical connection, Mm-hmm. could be in for fun for a fun summer or at least one that's more fun than the last uh, anything is funner than sitting in your home and crying uh, yeah. potentially um fueling that uh, fire rapper potentially fueling that fire rapper Ma- megan three stallion has hinted a sequel to her popular song hot girl summer uh even before biden's speech dr james haban wrote in the atlantic of a summer that could feel more uh, revelatory, uh, though important work remains to be done in the current pandemic and present, prevent the next one. People should, could travel and dance indoors and hug their grandparents, their own and others, he wrote. In the most of the US, the summer could feel normal. Uh, for many people, that feeling of normality may fuel efforts to make up for lost time And those efforts may involve the sex. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I think it's a bit bit of seizing the moment kind of thing for a lot of people. So once they kind of have that freedom back, or they feel like they have that freedom back from the vaccination or the pandemic being under control, they're going to make up for lost time, says Justin Liamaya, Le- 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 a social psychiatrist and fellow uh, and research fellow at the Kinsey Institute and in, at Indiana University. Uh, Le Miller uh, was the lead researcher on an article published last summer that looked on how the pandemic, with his lockdowns and social restrictions, reshaped recreational sex. Uh, An online survey completed uh, by 1,559 adults between March 1st and April 14th, 2020, nearly half reported a decline in their sex life. Yet one in five also reported expanding their sexual behaviors by incorporating new activities such as sexting, trying different sexual positions, or sharing fantasies.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: That's why the reinsurgence of doggy style... So the bitch will cough the other way. <laughs> Sorry, that has been, was a running joke about the, the for safe sex now is doggy style because she's coughing that way. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. This pattern was particularly pronounced among young. Solo pe- young solo people, Lemahaya said, those who made uh, new additions to their sexual repertoire during the pandemic were three times more likely to report an improvement in their sex life. People said that they were tired. They tried something new in their sex life since the beginning of the pand- uh, since the pandemic began, and took a lot of different forms. Could include virtual and long-distance behaviors like sexting, phone sex, and cyber sex. Wasn't well, that the shit we were doing in the 90s? It's not like it's not been out there before.
1: Yeah, but a lot of these younger people weren't, weren't, you
0: know. Yeah, they, they, they found something new. It was like, it's like, bitch, no. we've been doing that. Shoot, yeah, I've been
1: doing this since, like, 17. So... <laughs>
0: But this could include in-person partner activities such as acting out your sexual fantasies or having sex in a new position or location in the home.
1: I think we've still got a room or two we haven't completely broken in.
0: <laughs> Little High say there are a few reasons uh, tied to the participant's sexual exploitation during the pandemic. People were turned on by the novelty of staying home all the time and stimulate, uh, simultaneously desperate to break out of their Typical sexual routines, sexual exploration, also served as a coping mechanism for stress and anxiety. I think the novelty is a way of people trying to focus their attention, uh, focus their attentions on some degree. He said, "But how does it tra- uh, translate to a post-pandemic uh, future?" Liman said he, continu- he continued research on sexual behavior during the pandemic and particularly as restrictions waned, uh, waned down the warmer months, saw no sudden rebound in sexual activity. In the other words, people didn't necessarily go immediately back to their normal behaviors. However, we did see that as time went on, people were less likely to report a decline, even more likely to report improvement in their sex life and relationships. Even though they weren't necessarily having more sex, the overall impact seemed to lessen, suggesting that people became better at coping with the impacts of the pandemic. And Meyer says ongoing research he's done asking people how the pandemic may impact their sex life going forward shows a mixed bag. Some people reported wanting to be more adventurous and have more partners, while others say they are reluctant to meet new partners. Isn't that basically normal yeah I mean you have people who are ready to go out there and try new people and you know first of May outdoor fucking starts the day and some people are just not well okay yeah probably. um but yeah in terms of long-term impact I think we're going to see uh, these things go a little different directions for different people at the same time he adds, the pandemics may have shifted some people's priority when it comes to sex, as it shows how unpredictable and uncertain life is, making them willing to try new things. Yeah, but that, uh, there are a lot of things that can do that to you too. Uh, some organizations, like G- uh, GMHC, are now thinking uh, along on how to do two things. To do two things, continuing to urge caution when it comes to the pandemic and also recognize people's need for imp- intimacy and help them approach sex safely. Group For groups like pa- Planned Parenthood and the National Coalition of Sexual Health. Okay, that is a different organization. I'm sorry. So I still don't know what GH, what GMHC stands for. Involves uh, leaning on the guidance from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention for vaccinated people which allows for some in-person interactions with unvaccinated members of an additional household. Other aspects is focusing on getting people screened for sexually transmitted infections before they resume sex. Combined cases of the commonly sexually transmitted diseases chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis have hit all-time highs in recent years, and reports out last week from the National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine. I want to be part of the the, the engineering part that talks about sex. Uh, notes that the pandemic has disrupted needed STI care. Yeah, under-resourced STI programs had to complete, uh, compete for resources with ma- a major new public health threat. And their staffs have been divided to the COVID-19 response. Report summary says this is translated into less attention to STI services and fewer critical services and c- fewer critical s- services being delivered. At Planned Parenthood, the organization is encouraging people to take part of STI screening. And okay, so this is going on, and your back it looks like it's killing you. But basically, the idea is they're trying to deal with overall people are coming out of the higher you know especially you know gay community has always been kind of uh, higher mm-hmm. end when it comes to that kind of stuff being you know, a little bit I don't know the part I guess the part I want to say the party side of it
1: so it's not just the cicadas this year
0: yeah I mean <laughs> I think everybody's I mean everybody I mean how many people have we seen on like poly groups talking about how they're ready to to you know, cuddling is you know being able to to hug people because uh, the one thing i think a lot of people don't realize is how huggy geeks and and, and the people that we see at frolicon and Dragoncon and stuff can be mm-hmm. and i think that's a lot of people who are very touched who are who, who have who are very touched just um
1: yeah they're getting
0: sto- touch starved now just that so yeah i mean it's it's You know, being able to hug, you know, hug your friends to, you know, shake a hand, you know, anything like that. Just uh, human contact in general. And unfortunately, there are going to be people because it happens and, you know, there are people all the time that way, no matter, you know, that are just hell bent for leather. Mm -hmm. Literally, in some cases, you know, consequences be damned sometimes although I mean they were talking about I mean they've been trying to deal with this for a while I mean there was that story I think it was out of New York about midway through the pandemic where they were talking about the reinsurgence of glory holes that (laughs) that was considered you know if you were going to go out and do you know sex that this was something that sex clubs needed to kind of implement you know barriers and everybody went okay so the CDC is basically saying promoting glory holes (laughs) yeah you know, and and things like that. But, and it's not, unlike, but again, it's not just sex. It's, just, you know, it's just being, I mean, being in a situation where you can cuddle with someone mm-hmm. who, you know, you used to cuddle with all the time but can't now. Or, you know, because you haven't, I mean, how many people we know from out, you know, that are, are it's not even a case of whether they were vaccinated or not. They weren't anywhere close to be right. you know i mean we have friends we haven't seen physically in over a year yeah and we still haven't seen even though you know i know the local friends you know we've we seen still, some but we still haven't, haven't been to see everybody. everybody i mean not on, just mainly because they're out of state and just due to the what's going on so it's going to be really nice when we can get back and hug your friends Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm
1: kind of glad it sounds like Frolicon's going to go on this year.
0: Yeah. I need it. Right. And that means DragonCon's still going on. Yeah. It's going to be... It looks like it's going to be a... a, What what it's going to look like, we don't know yet. Um, I don't even sure they're sure about. Um, I know they're doing a virtual side again
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, for the people who... Well,
1: unfortunately, it sounds like there's a lot of our friends that are still not comfortable doing dragon we're not going to see as many of them this year right
0: but. we're getting some very solid maybes yeah
1: uh,
0: but you've got to, you also got to think how many people coming from out of country true that also come to dragon because well, we know several people who come from you know england and ireland and you know Europe Mm, and stuff like that that might not be able to come because of that kind of stuff. It may be going really great here in the States, but they're dealing with all that. So, we will see. It will be something that we will talk about as as stuff goes on. Yep. So, that's all we really have to say right now. There is more, but yeah, she's having back spasms and so talking more. We do have more. um, uh, Basically... Finally, it was like, wait a minute, how about I look at Reddit and find sex news? So we have found, I mean, so I found a place for good sex news, and we'll talk about other stuff, we'll, we'll talk more wrestling, and, you know, again, making this podcast what we want it to be.
1: hmm
0: Hopefully, people will listen. Hopefully. If not, we're talking to the ether to ourselves, but you know what? We're talking. We're talking. So... Uh, with that, so we still have all our social media out there. Yep. You know, Twitter, FetLife. Our Gmail is still KinkyAndTheGeek.com at Gmail. Or dot, KinkyAndTheGeek at Gmail.com. Yep. You know, we're the and the geek on Twitter. Now, again, YouTube is now called The Famous Bar. And that tends to be more just me. Yeah. Talking about stuff.
1: Still has our logo for the icon. But, yeah,
0: it's still yeah. the kinky and the geek logo. In fact, I've got a few a few ideas of my next video, which hopefully will be up so, shortly. I just need to shoot it.
1: Still got our we have our Instagram now. Yeah. We do have a a Tumblr. Um, if you can't find it, message me. I'll send you a link. It has kind of been squished there.
0: Yeah, well, a lot of social media. I mean, how many, how many out there? You can't even say the words OnlyFan Fan" without getting flagged.
1: flagged
0: yeah, um, which is funny because Only Flag, only flagged. OnlyFans wasn't originally supposed to be a porn site. No, it was it- just supposed to be another form of Patreon, where you can kind of get away with that kind of stuff. How it became known as Nudie site, I'm not really sure.
1: Just because. You know.
0: It became an outlet, I guess. I mean, as yeah. more as places like, you know, Instagram and, and Tumblr and, and places like that, kind of. So, with no further ado, be good.
1: Be good at it.
0: We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.